Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. Troy, I heard you talking to Jeff Mitty about me yesterday. <laughs> some of us take days off after some time away, if that makes sense. We were in Orlando. Listen, it's been a long football season. Some 13 games, 13 week, 15 weeks of covering K-State week after week, 13 Power Cat game days, traveling to Orlando, Florida. The Fort needed three days off, but guys, the Fort is back. And ready to go. So that's your basic babyface return promo. That's great. Yeah. That was fantastic. Well done. My yeah, blood is I'm coach. Pumped. Coach was all too happy to bury it, dude. Like he, I thought he would be like, oh, you know, Mitch. I've known him for a long time, and he deserved. No, he was like, yeah. What's that story all about? He was uh, too quick on the trigger. Well, it was funny. The, the comment when he said, you know. Most of us, when we go to Orlando, the next week we're going back to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was honestly a great line. <laughs> that was, that was that's totally true. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Because the K State women play in Orlando on yes, Saturday, right. I was just at that basketball arena. By the way, it's basically a minor league hockey arena. Uh, okay, weird setup. It's a weird setup. I, I was there for AEW nine days ago. Great show. Great choice to go. Yeah, it was. Because we did well. First, we did not get Orlando Magic tickets. Yeah, what the heck ever happened to that? Did we ever find out if any of the media contingent got theirs? So get this, and I double checked. I checked every folder. Did not get an email that said I've been sent tickets. I got an email that said that invitation or that request to accept the tickets had been rescinded. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. You guys made somebody mad. Again, I'm curious, though, who else? I mean, we know Tim Evertson of the uh, Mercury went. Well, Troy did criticize the guy in charge of the tickets because they didn't have Diet Coke for him. Oh, God, give me a break. No. Things that did not happen (laughs) for 500, Alex. (laughs) Welcome to the game. It's Fortner Troy Coverdale, David G. Owen Burke. Got a packed show today. Really happy about this uh, this interview that's coming up here in about 20 minutes, Connor Riley, new offensive coordinator, is uh, going to be calling in. We're going to be talking cats. We're going to be talking about him taking the job, earning the job, 
Plus, you know, I, I think a lot of us want to know, like with also Matt Wells being hired mm-hmm. uh, as a co-offensive coordinator slash, what is it, assistant head coach, assistant to the head coach. I don't think the, the two is in there, right? It's not like the uh, Sean Snyder, Dwight Schrute tag on his name or, you know, by his name. Two. Yeah. We talked about this yesterday. The, it, the business cards are amazing, honestly. It's gonna look Listen, good. the important thing with Matt Wells is, okay, yes, co-offensive coordinator, but also he's going to share some of the duties with Connor Riley. We want to know who's doing what. Mm-hmm. Right. I think we're, that's something we really want to know. I think is we could guess on some things. Regional director of sales? Or is it the assistant to the man, the district manager? What? Who reports to who? Who brings who the fi- the, the the updates? ACDC in the background. Who made who? Uh huh. I want to know. <laughs> what, I ain't nobody. Know. Told. Okay, sorry. Yep. I feel like we're just recycling <laughs> jokes that you guys probably made yesterday, and I, no, they're new to no, me. Did not. Yep. No. Nope, did not, get yes, nope, did not go there. Nope, did not go there. Best of the game. Yeah. <laughs> Hour number two, uh, get into a, a I lot of hoops. It. I wouldn't necessarily call it the best of. I we'll get a lot of <laughs> a lot of hoops talk uh, because uh, Cats begin Big 12 play tomorrow, and I think, boy, these first three games are pretty big mm-hmm. uh, for K-State hoops. By the way, Cam Carter was here earlier today. Cam Carter stopping by the station. It was wanted to talk to the boys. Oh, dude! So it was great to have Cam Carter by for a few moments. Sales was like, um, someone's coming in. They're gonna be. Uh, it'll be like three o'clock. We don't know who it is. It's somebody. Mm-hmm. And I go, oh yeah, right, whatever. <laughs> it's Cam go, Carter. Cam Carter, dude. One of the best players in the Big 12, Thanks Cam Carter. Thanks a lot, Sales. Well, Brian, uh, this show will lead us in into uh, Manhattan High against Junction City Basketball tonight at the MHS Gym. Yeah. I know games around the area have been postponed because of the snow. Listen, no. for for right now, uh, nothing's stopping. No. This match for happening. As I explained it on air many times, and I will on air when, when Troy and I are at the games, at least for the boys' game. I it is. It's like the Kansas version of Duke, North Carolina. Yes, it is. Yes, yes. Especially with the rowdy environment that it, we're expecting, both places. It gets. It gets weird. And it gets funky, is what they call it. The the football games used to have people lined in the track. People used to sit on the track to watch the football games. I'm going to tell you this: if we have to go to City Park and we have to broom off the court for the boys to play. We'll do it. It's like Sunset Park out there. We'll do it. We don't want to, but we'll do it. No snow's going to stop this. Even even blizzard-like conditions. Maybe. Okay. Not yet. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, well, I know Wamigo, yeah. Concordia, they've been postponed. I think, uh, who else? I, that's the last of, That's the only one. Oh, yeah. that's the only one. Okay, that's I the thought only there one. may be a few more. So, But that's a lot. I mean, Concordia has to come to Wamigo, you know. It's, mm. It's a long drive. It's a long drive. They said, nah. It's the longest trip in the in the NCKO. Well, and part of that is just how snow has fallen there versus how it's been here. You know, that this band this morning, we kind of laughed about the fact that it had a curl to where the Flint Hills was just kind of sitting right there where nothing was going on. Mm-hmm. Want to play some blind, blindly ranked five with DG in hour number two. Plus, of course, Mitch Palm will preview UCF. Uh, Gap Goat. We're going to try to squeeze something in about Gap Goat here in the first hour. Um, was planning to touch on Will Howard. Was planning to touch on, of course, Matt Wells, Connor Riley, that story. I'm sure you guys talked a lot about it yesterday. Um, might have to get to that a little bit later. 
Uh, so pretty big breaking news here from the Kansas City Chiefs and the Kansas City Royals. They've released a joint statement. The Chiefs and Royals today have announced their commitment to remain in Jackson County if Jackson County voters approve an extension of a 7 eighths cent sales tax on a ballot initiative this April. The Chiefs and the Royals have partnered with Jackson County for 50 years in a partnership that has worked well for all constituents. As part of the proposed agreement between the teams and Jackson County, the teams have agreed to provide uh, more than $200 million in new economic benefits to Jackson County over 40 years in a new lease agreement. Um, It further says that uh, under the agreement, the Chiefs will conduct an extensive renovation to iconic Arrowhead Stadium. Mm. The Royals will build a new downtown stadium and privately fund a billion bucks for a ballpark district. Interesting twist that they will go ahead and separate out and move forward with the downtown idea for the Royals, which essentially turns the complex into Arrowhead and that's it. Yeah. Kaufman will probably no longer exist at that point and become more parking. I think I could speak for the majority of Kansas City Chiefs fans that this is great news that Kansas City will stay home. Mm -hmm. I know I'd say I'd have been an advocate for rebuilding, going somewhere else outside of a residential area. Mm -hmm. I mean, and you know, wherever that is, figure it out later or whatever. But if they're going to put a ton of money in renovations, I would hopefully mean, hopefully that would mean a roof. Oh, and I know some aren't fans of that, mm-hmm. but I am because that what that would mean is, guess what? Now Kansas City is in a running for a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They're in the running for a Final Four. Mm-hmm. You may laugh at this, but now they're in a running for a WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania did $250 million Jeez. in economic revenue for Los Angeles for WrestleMania 39. Jeez. They're about to go to Philly, and they're talking about into $300 millions wow. for economic revenue for five days. You know, how much... Did we even know like, how much does it cost to put a roof on a stadium? Because it's got to be worth it. It's got to pay for itself. WrestleMania 27 was going to come to Arrowhead mm-hmm. because there's the talks of a renovation, a roof, or whatever that never happened. Mania wasn't coming. Oh, so and I it, it needs more work. Yeah, yeah. Than that. Yeah. But Kansas City, your beloved Arrowhead Stadium, is going to be home for the Chiefs for a long time. Yeah, buddy. I like that. I'm someone, I'm such a Kansas boy. Uh, If. Well, there's an if in there, by the way. They need that uh, uh, three-eighths cent sales tax Uh thing to go through, right? Well, you know, the the gambling taxes from Kansas are still sitting in there, uh, sitting there as everybody just waits to see. Come on, there's this nice little area next to the uh, racetrack. Right there. Perfect. Perfect for All the parking you need. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All kinds of stuff down there to eat too. A Whataburger? What, what do you know? That's true. There right is there. a Whataburger out there. See, I mean, there's not anything even like that close to Arrowhead. That's what they need to renovate is stuff they eat and do over there. Right? Good Lord. Worst. The worst in terms of stadium district act- action. I mean, there's just nothing there. That's my flaw with the complex. Never have understood why there isn't more. Around there, why it's never developed. More places to stay, more places to eat, um, and maybe just maybe stop 
building on like the streets that lead up to Arrowhead. Like stop the construction, man. It's been going on. They said it's been a 50 year partnership. They've been building stuff for 50 years. Oh, just wait until it's all parking lot in Arrowhead Mm -hmm. because then they'll add more lanes so that you can get in and out. But I, I, I have to ask the question if, if, if Kaufman becomes a parking lot, do they finally open it for concerts at Arrowhead Stadium when they would just close off that part of the parking and it became a nightmare? Uh, yeah. For getting in and out of there. Well, it's already a nightmare Stinks. getting into the parking, getting out of the parking lot, getting into Arrowhead. It's already a major problem. Some, some consultant said, yeah, this is the way to handle this. Mm hmm. What we need to do, mm-hmm, exactly. somebody, I remember we gave away tickets on K-Rock to Guns N' Roses. You remember when they yeah, were there? Yeah, I was there. Uh, somebody called the the next week and was like really getting into me about the parking. I was like, dude, I don't know what to do. I feel your pain because I've done it too, but I don't know what to tell you, man. It was weird. I'm my fault. So there you go. The Royals in the, in the Chiefs putting pressure on those in Jackson County to... Pay Pony more up. money in sales tax. Pony up. Pony up. You want to keep us? You Pony scratch up. our back, we'll scratch yours. <laughs> Oof. Jackson County voters do the right thing. Do you get Patrick Mahomes out there to start politicking a little bit? <laughs> well, I mean, he's, well, he's a part owner of one team and the uh, best player on the other, so uh, why not? He will be out there. That's funny. Well, if you want a voice that people are going to listen to, hundred <laughs> percent. I, I was going to say, do they get uh, Taylor Swift to promise another concert at Arrowhead? Make a, a yearly date there. Yeah, uh, Jackson County can't afford multiple Taylor Swift shows. <laughs> <laughs> They're already in a hole from this last couple. Yeah, right. Uh, no, I don't think it plays out that way. I think they made a lot of nice money on that deal. Uh, okay, so we do have a few moments before we need to take a break, and, and we're going to speak to Connor Riley here in about um, 10 minutes. I know you guys tackled the you know Matt Wells also being hired. Uh, I'm a big fan of this, mm-hmm. um, and that shouldn't be a big surprise. Um, first of all, this is your classic. If he can't beat him, join him stories. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, mm-hmm. his last game at Texas Tech was uh, a loss to K-State. It was a comeback win for the Cats. Sorry. Uh, unfortunately for Matt Wells, that, that, it just didn't work out in Lubbock. Two and a half seasons. Um, actually finished his last year five and three. Mm. Um, but, boy, that had the worst luck with quarterbacks during his time. Injuries. Uh, it, I mean, that's Texas Tech's story. For sure. This, right. Pff, boy, how long has it been now? Seven eight years of keeping a healthy quarterback hmm. for the uh, for the season, it it it, it didn't happen. Uh-huh. Even after Matt Wells, they're still running into a ton of injury stories, and it all started for Matt Wells at in Lubbock with Alan Bowman, mm-hmm. who is now going to be entering his seventh year. He is the Perry Ellis of Big Twelve football. His seventh year at Oklahoma or his second year at Oklahoma State, but his seventh year of eligibility Jeez. of college football. Uh, tip of the cap of the work he did at Utah State with with Chucky Keaton and Jordan Love. I mean, both just from their first year to second year just skyrocketed mm-hmm. in production and numbers. Um, unfortunately for Chucky Keaton, he also had the injury oh. bug bad. bad. I'm sure Troy remembers that well at Utah State. I mean, three straight years he couldn't get through a full season. Right. Yeah, and was such an amazing athlete at quarterback. The things that he could do. I mean, in all honesty, if, if he may be – the closest that I have seen to uh, to being able to do the things that Michael Bishop could do 
in a long time. I forgot all about him. He that guy. Sure. I forgot all about him. Yeah, yeah the, because good. it ended when college ended. Right. I mean, that's the unfortunate for him. There was nothing else where he could go because his injury history was just too much. And then the last quarterback that Matt Wells had at Utah State was Jordan Love, who's now mm-hmm. the guy for the the Green Bay Packers. Pretty good. Resume. Had to wait his time to uh, get that opportunity, but I mean, if you look to Jordan Love's numbers, mm-hmm. when Matt Wells left. It was a much different story. They tried running him more. Um, I mean, his product. 2018, last year, Matt Wells was at Utah State. 32 and 6, 32 touchdowns, six interceptions. He threw for over 3,500 yards. When Matt Wells left, 20 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. Just was not a clean look. I'm not, and I'm not going to put that all on, on Jordan Love. It just wasn't a clean look for their offense. And, you know, of course, an issue for Tech was also the defense. Right. You know, wasn't too good, but he he had been an offensive analyst last couple of years for Oklahoma. Got to work with um, Kayla Williams, Dylan Gabriel. He's had a lot of success with very good quarterbacks. So not uh, great hire. Kleiman knows him. Kleiman, they're good friends. Kleiman hires his boys, and his boys do good work. <laughs> they do. It's not like Kleiman is out there hanging out with. Brian Ferentz. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're not boys. They're oh, not, I don't think they are. Could, could you imagine what would have happened, the meltdown that would have happened if Brian Ferentz was hired as offensive coordinator at oh, K-State? Wasn't a chance in hell. Oh, I, oh, hell oh, I know. frozen over. Not, not a chance. Um, for uh, I, I just want to say about Will Howard. He's going to Ohio State. He's going to make a lot of money in NIL. Probably more money than he would have made if he would have just decided to go to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, for those that have criticized Will for leaving, listen, this is a win for both sides. This is a win for K-State. This is a win for Will Howard. And this is a win for, I would say, for Ohio State. Oh, yeah. I know, now I'm blanking on the guy's name, but whoever, who was the QB? This, Kyle McCord. I, I, I've seen mixed reactions from Ohio State fans. I think it's been more positive than negative, but I've seen a few mixed reactions that is he really better than Kyle McCord? I would say experience-wise, yes. Um, obviously needs to clean up on some of the decision-making. But I think Will Howard is a, is a great fit for Big Ten football. Um, I know also uh, I, I put the, his schedule, the Ohio State schedule, on social media. And I love the traction it got because it got people talking about, well, Will Howard uh, might have his best year yet. (laughs) Akron, Western Michigan, Marshall. Wow. Is your non-conference schedule. Then you're at Michigan State. You're going to host Iowa. I mean. Right. Iowa's defense, of course. For sure. Tough. For sure. But – Totally winnable game. I love that they're going to Oregon, so we're finally going to have the Will Howard versus Dylan Gabriel match that we were robbed of this year. <laughs> and who is uh, who is Will Howard going to throw the ball against? Kobe Savage. Oh, wow, yeah. Kobe Savage right. is heading to Oregon. Oh, boy. Oh. Nebraska, Penn State, Purdue, Northwestern, Indiana, Dude. and Michigan. This is a 10-win year at this least for a, Will Howard. This, this as long as things be. go right. Do they, they end the year against Michigan? Was that in Yeah, order? they always do. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. They, uh, that is a winnable stretch there, especially like Michigan State's way, way, way down bad. Down bad, 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 bad. Then you get that one game. And then who would you say after um, Iowa? Who is it? 
Oregon, Oregon, Nebraska, a, Penn State, Purdue, Northwestern, Indiana, Michigan. Boy, that Northwestern, that last stretch, dude, he could do some damage. So think about the Big Ten. Right? There are some, yeah. there is some blue blood marquee great programs, mm-hmm. but there is more trash oh, God. than there is, of course, respectable programs for right sure, now. For sure, for sure. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we will be joined by K-State offensive coordinator and offensive line coach Connor Riley after these words. We are back on the game. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G, and Owen Burke. Yesterday at 3 o'clock, we had a uh, station meeting. And then the first thing I see when I get back to my desk is an email from Ryan Lackey. And it says that uh, Connor Riley, offensive line coach, is now offensive coordinator Mm. for the Kansas State Wildcats. Along with Matt Wells, who's an outside hire, will be a co-offensive coordinator along with quarterbacks coach. But we are pleased to be joined my new offensive coordinator for K-State, Connor Riley, here on the game. Coach, congratulations. How's it feel to be the new OC? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, (laughs) thank you very much for the congratulations and thanks for having me on. It really is, uh, it feels outstanding. It does. And this is a goal that I've worked towards my entire career. And I meant it uh, yesterday when I said to have it at a place like Kansas State is uh, it's humbling to say the least. When the job opens and, and Colin Klein says that he's heading to uh, to Texas A&M, I, I guess who approaches who? I, I doubt you're like dropping a, a resume off on Chris Kleiman's desk and saying how much of a self-starter you are. Who approached who in this situation? You know, it was very interesting because as the, um, the job opportunity for Colin began to uh, take place. I was actually in Las Vegas um, celebrating Cooper Beebe along with his family and Coach Kleiman. So as those conversations were taking place of Colin and Colin and I had a number of conversations. I know Coach and Colin had a number of those conversations. You know, at that point, I did visit with Coach once again expressing my interest in, in this opportunity. And there shortly after, we kind of decided that we are going to go in on an interim basis um, through the bowl game, uh, which is something that I preferred 
no different than what Coach did in 2021 or at the conclusion of that season as we were preparing for the Texas Bowl. And, um, you know, here just recently we had the conversation that I was going to be elevated and could not be excited, uh, more excited about this opportunity. And the audition worked out well. 28-19 win against a very good NC State defense in the Pop-Tarts Bowl. How did you feel like your first chance of calling the plays went? Did you feel like it went well? Well, in the first half, you know, and any time that you get into the game of football, there's always learning experiences. And I thought things were going pretty well in the first half. I know there were most definitely some calls that I would like back, but felt like we were able to get into a rhythm and felt like we were able to dictate some things um, to NC State. And as we got into the second half, there were some adjustments that they had made, uh, primarily some some zero pressure, as I was, uh, as I was uh, uh, telling somebody earlier today. And I did feel like that maybe took a, a little bit longer than I would have liked to have made that adjustment um, on my end. Uh, and uh, um, there were certainly some, some opportunities that we had missed out there. And I'm going to point the thumb first at me and any one of those opportunities, but could not have been more proud of how we finished in the fourth quarter, which is so important to put together a drive that we had of, I think it was 16, I don't know exactly how many plays, finished by a beautiful route by Jason, a perfect throw by Avery. And um, and then for us to finish with the ball in our hand, anytime you're an offensive line coach, that's something you take a tremendous amount of pride in. So uh, great learning experience. Um, know that I, I can and need to be better, but uh, um, credit NC State in so many ways, too, because their defense was exceptional. And, uh, you know, I was on the phone with their defensive coaches earlier today because we don't play each other anytime in the near future, and we were kind of talking a little bit about things. And it, That was a true, true college football game. So it was uh, exciting to, uh, to take the victory. You brought up the fact that you felt maybe it took you a little longer to make an adjustment that you would have liked to have made. How different was it actually to be in that booth calling those plays, and when did it kind of settle in and and you hit a flow maybe in calling those plays from the booth? Yeah, it was much different. And what was – there's a lot of emotion on the sideline. And if you guys have seen me coach and coach the offensive line – you know that I have uh, some emotions in the way that I do coach and the way that I challenge guys. So being a little removed from that I thought was very important um, so that the emotional ups and downs that are going to happen throughout the course of the game, you have the ability to get the next play out there. And so that was a little bit unique. I did, I'll be honest with you, I missed spending time with the offensive line in between series. And uh, funny story, you know, Gilly, you know, Calls on that phone, usually reserved for a uh, a quarterback. And uh, I get on the headset, and it's, it, they say, "Hey, Gilly needs to talk to you." And I hop on the phone, and you know, he just says, "Hey, how you doing up there? We miss you down here." <laughs> you know, we want some more zone. You know, we're gonna we're gonna pass this dual offers, this pressure. Don't you worry, Ralph. Just calling to check in on you. <laughs> so, just a testament to who those guys are. Um, I felt like we got in the flow early, and. 
you know, there when we got into the third quarter uh, was was some of the things that they were doing defensively and the players that they have um, in breaking some of their tendencies uh, was was probably where that challenge was. And we were able to settle into that as an offensive staff. Um, and, uh, and and that's, that's probably where I felt uh, the biggest hiccup was there midway through that third quarter. I tell you what, uh, as the public address announcer, the coaches, K-State coaches box is right next to ours. And you'll be surprised. Colin Klein can get really fired up when things maybe aren't as smooth as it should be. Speaking of Colin Klein, Coach, you mentioned that uh, you know when you you may have reached out to a couple of colleagues and uh, was looking for some advice or to run some things by them. And you mentioned one of those guys was Colin Klein. Was there a piece of advice that stuck out to you the most that was really helpful? Yeah, he just said the the final words he said to me is is you are ready for this, you are deserving of this, and be you. And don't try to be someone you're not. And that stuff really resonated with me. Um, the admiration and friendship that we have built over the course of the last five years is going to continue um, beyond us uh, uh, working that sideline together, and it's going to continue beyond um, the game of football. So that is something that... Um, that was uh, very helpful. It was uh, extremely, extremely helpful. Offensive coordinator Cotter Riley is our guest here on the game. You mentioned during that press conference in uh, in Orlando that Colin is also one of your best friends. What does bro time with Colin Klein look like? <laughs> a bro time with Colin Klein. That's a you know, it's a great question because the reason I believe our relationship is so strong because we have. And he is extremely, extremely competitive. I'm extremely, extremely competitive. And I think some of the people who would know me and know Colin, we have a little bit different approach of things. So the the <laughs> I, I would say that I have maybe a little bit more colorful language sometimes, from time to time, than Colin. And uh, um, so bro time for us is, it, it's really because we have both had young families. There wasn't a ton of time where we hung out socially. It was just talking so much about um, not only the game, but about life and about uh, uh, overcoming the challenges that this game does present us. Um, and, you know, one thing that I've told Colin I am forever indebted to is he's a very, uh, his faith is extremely important to him. And he has brought me closer in my faith in so many different things. And uh, um, so bro time with Colin Klein, it may be just sitting down having a, having an old-fashioned, his favorite drink, and uh, um, talking about life. Is old-fashioned your favorite drink? Well, it's, it's you know, whether or not you need to put that sweetener and bitters in there, I think it's debatable, <laughs> but... Uh, the other part, the other ingredient, I, I, I can, uh, I can say I'll have one from time to time. We're speaking with Connor Riley, new offense coordinator for K State. So, I thought Tyler Jackson captured a a very cool video in the post game celebration on the field. Chris Kleiman and Avery Johnson, they're eating the pop tart, and then at one point, Coach Kleiman notices you in the crowd, points to you. And gives an emphatic thumbs up. Did you know at that point that the job was yours? 
I did not. Um, what I knew is that he had the confidence in me. And if you listen closely on that video, you can hear a few people yelling my name and the people who were yelling my name were, um, some of the offensive linemen. And that is, uh, offensive linemen who in today's age made the decision to play in that football game. And they, uh, made it pretty, pretty clear. One of the reasons that they did, um, and uh, just it just absolutely meant the world to me. Um, you know how I feel about Coach Kleiman. Um, I've been with him since 2013. Uh, it has not been without our challenges together. And for us to kind of be in a challenging circumstance, because you guys well know, it, it's interesting. You can go back and play out that Friday after Thanksgiving, just before us playing Iowa State. And, and that game obviously not going well. And what followed relative to the transfer portal, relative to maybe some guys opting out of the game, relative to losing an offensive coordinator. And then there's more transfer portal. And we were we were in a little bit of a storm. And I think that's pretty well documented. And for us to rally together and overcome and you know, when when Chris told me I was going to be interim offense coordinator, he mentioned we are in a little bit of a storm right now, and we are going to weather the storm. And for us to weather the storm, to play that good of an opponent in that type of game, um, I, I think it was just more gratification that, yes, we've, we have weathered this storm, and we are going to continue to push and move forward. And that was, that was really what I felt. So along with – you being named offensive coordinator, Coach Kleiman also hires Matt Wells, former head coach at Texas Tech, to be co-offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach, also associate head coach. With the co-offensive coordinator tag, obviously there's a lot of jobs involved, of course. But has it – I know he's been on the job for a day now or so, but has it been worked out? Has it been laid out between you and Coach Wells – on who will do what job from organizing the offense to calling plays. Do you know what who's doing what yet? Yeah, and when it comes to organizing the offense, that is going to be a collective, collective effort by the entire offensive staff. And that was no different than with Colin. And, you know, as we kind of got into this, Colin said, you know, calling the plays is about 5 to 10% of what that job entails. And the design of the offense is very much, and the game planning of the offense is not going to be just myself or Coach Wells. It's going to be B.A. It's going to be Coach LePac. It's going to be Coach Middleton. And uh, in, in our entire offensive staff, as we do decide how we are going to attack an opponent's defense. Um, relative to the play calls, uh, that is going to fall on my shoulders. Um, but once again, I know there were so many times Colin would defer to me or would defer to, you know, our wide receivers coach, Coach Middleton, and or defer to the running backs coach and say, okay, what is he seeing best right now? So all of those are going to be, in my mind, going to continue to be very collective. This is, you hear Coach Kleiman often talk about, this is our football team, your football team in reference to the players. This offense is not, and it's no different than with Colin. I think that he would echo these sentiments 
it is our offense, and we all take ownership in it, and we're all going to be heavily involved. Coach, before we wrap up, one of my favorite things that you and your offensive line have done on the road the last couple of years is the shirtless picks afterwards. (laughs) I know you got more on your plate now, and you're going to have a new group of guys just about. That's going to be starting on that offensive line next year, but do you see that going away with the changes? Hell no, that ain't going away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we got some traditions that have been set. That ain't going away. So if we're fortunate enough to, to go on the road, which you guys know is so dang difficult to win on the road. And, you know, now I, I will have to mention, you know, a year ago uh, I got caught up in the excitement after the Big 12 game and, it's not by coincidence that I'm usually sitting in the back covering it all up, if you know what I mean. Well, um, they gave me the trophy, and they said, you're out front. And uh, um, I think I learned my, my lesson in humility after seeing those pictures. So I need, to get to, I need to get on the treadmill a little bit more. But, you know, we do return on the offensive line three guys who've had starting experience. I couldn't be more pleased with what Carver Willis's development has been. Um, Hadley Panzer is one of my favorite people in the world. And I was texting back and forth with Taylor Poitier just last night. He is really beginning to look like the Taylor Poitier of old, and he's had to overcome so dang much. So having those three guys within that foundation and some young, hungry guys who've been waiting their turn, um, which was not difficult considering you had four guys who all chose to come back and that's easy to get in the transfer portal. So, I'm really excited about the group. Um, I'm excited about the additions that we had made this past December. And uh, I'm excited about seeing how the personality of this group uh, comes together. Because, you know, it wasn't the, – there was a lot of questions even with the offensive line when you were coming into 2022, you know, with losing Noah Johnson. You lose Ben Adler and, and Josh Revis and so many starts and so much experience. And uh, to see how those guys came together and and uh, played all the way through just this, uh, I guess it was just a little over a week ago. It's been um, it's been it's been exciting to be a part of. Well, Coach, once again, congratulations on becoming the new offense coordinator for K State. And uh, I know spring football is going to be right here uh, before we know it. So, Coach Connor Riley, again, really appreciate your time, and again, again, congratulations on the promotion. Thank you very much, guys. I'm very excited. Thank you very much again for having me on the show this afternoon. Once again, that is K-State Offensive Coordinator and Offensive Line Coach Connor Riley here on The Game. Let's take a break. More of The Game is coming up next. Well, if you learned anything from that uh, Connor Riley interview, he's a whiskey guy. He is. <laughs> and once again, we talked about Cooper BB. We heard uh, some excerpts from his interviews. And I'll say it once and say it again. The offensive line from the coaches to the players, a really unlikable group of people. Just <laughs> really uh, not much in the uh, the sense of humor game, I'd say. And just, uh, you know, kind of bland, really. Those guys. It's funny you mention that because when when Cooper Beebe walked into that last press conference at the Pop-Tarts Bowl and he wasn't wearing a shirt. Yeah. Right. I was like, my God. Yeah. 
What offensive lineman would do that? It's it's a beautiful thing. And his description of the the edible Pop Tart mascot, I thought was so just fun. like he really did get into detail. It had kind of the cakey top, and the bottom was a Pop Tart. It was really good. I thought this guy's got an he's got a future as like a food critic. After this, if the whole football thing doesn't pan out, you know, the years in the NFL he's going to spend. But no, the Connor Riley getting the call from Hayden Gillum, like on the sideline through, through the phone, like, hey, how you doing? How's everything going? That is fantastic. And like, he's, and, and like he said, um, he'll continue to call the plays. Yeah. So Matt Wells not calling plays. Connor Riley is. I should have asked if who was going to be. A, I. I, I I think he answered it. If he's going to call the plays, he'll most likely still be upstairs. Mm-hmm. So, and we thought he didn't like that so much, but so I guess that's going to. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. It's going to stay. It's going to be upstairs. That's uh, that's interesting. I think he'd be a hands-on guy. I don't look into those things as much as some people do. It's kind of whatever. Yeah. Uh, if you were a coach, would you rather be on the field or up in the booth? It's not even close field. I mean, and if you're calling plays, I don't think you can. I mean, you have to be up there, but um, yeah, on the field, on the field. As I think, as a defensive guy, I'd want to be on the field, but I think as an offensive coordinator, I might want to be up in the box. I you get the full scope of the defense. I can see everything because I'm trying to call plays to go against those guys. Versus defense, I probably need some more intensity. I need to be on the sideline. I'm just thinking about the weather. <laughs> <laughs> there's AC. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. During the early games, there's heat. No doubt. When Iowa State comes to town and it's snowing like crazy, yeah. right? Guess where it's not snowing? Upstairs. Upstairs, boys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we were talking about Dan Quinn looks like right he looks upstairs in that booth he looks at home I don't think he's ever gonna leave he could be he could get a new head coaching gig and he's gonna stay up there every time you turn on TV he just looks so comfortable up there I want to give a shout out to Gabby Gregory from the K-State women's basketball team who's right now averaging nine points four rebounds four assists per ball game she's really hitting the three these days by the way these cats team is still rolling. They've won eight in a row. But she is also the inventor uh, of the Gap Goat with an actual stuffed goat in a K-State. It was like more like a football jersey. It's got the chain on. Gap Goat, is, uh, as it was explained yesterday by Jeff Mitty, is that when the team gets three stops in a row on defense, that's a Gap Goat. Um, they're looking for, I think, seven in a game. Is seven that in right? a game, yes. Seven in a game. Um, well, Gabby has noticed that um, there's more people showing up with these Gap Goats. So she has made it easy for everybody. If you want to make your own Gap Goat, Gabby Gregory on Twitter is at GabbyGregory12. And she is, uh, there's five items. That's tremendous. That you can go, really, good. really, actually, she three of the items are goats. You, you can, can pick so- one of the goats, buy the chain, buy the jersey, and guess what? You got yourself a Gap Goat. Bring it to the game. Now there's a baby gap. No. There's a baby gap goat. 
The family's just growing. Yeah, dude. This is a thing. She needs to trademark some of this stuff and get some cash. Make her own NIL. Uh, just want to let you know, there's also an account out now. Twitter slash X account. No. There's also an Instagram Well, there's an account. Instagram. Yeah. I know about the Instagram. Yeah. So they're off and running. Wow. There's going to be a third go, Gappy Gregory. Uh, at some point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's yeah. good. Oh, I like you. It. Wow. So I forgot to hit the laugh track. My bad. Yeah. Pardon Gappy Gregory. <laughs> Troy's throwing things at me. It is I didn't good. have any tomatoes handy. Come on. Troy's oh. going to get out of here. He's heading to the Manhattan High School because Junction City is heading to town. So it's going to be Deej, Owen, and myself for the rest of this show until Troy says it's time to start pregame coverage. Hour to the game will feature Mitch Palm against UCF, plus more on why K-State needs <laughs> such a hot start in Big 12 play. They're looking to prove a point. Blindly ranked 5, Ask Us Anything is all coming up, and so is your local news. By the way, at Gabby Gregory, 12. All this stuff is on Amazon. I think she gets a little... Uh, uh, she's yeah, she's a little wetting cut. her beak on this, if oh, you know what I mean. Oh. There you go. Hour to the game next.